21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. September 15th, 2020. The wait is over. The wait is lifted. We won. We are so happy to announce that our five-year-long battle with the Swatch Group over the Hamilton trademark is over. Uh, can you tell us more about your legal battle with the Swatch Group? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. So um, it's it was it turned into a six-year battle actually because after after I put out that statement, um, they the Swatch Group appealed. We went to the the Court of Appeals, and it took another twelve months. And we won again, um, and and they decided to not pursue all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, which would have been the final uh, step. And they officially gave up the fight and, and let me win the the landmark lawsuit, um, which was it was called Hamilton v. Vortic. Um, uh, officially, it was over around October of, of 2021. And yeah, I mean, the so long story short, we take antique American pocket watches and turn them into one of a kind wrist watches. So, and my company is called Vortic, like Vortex and TikTok, a beautiful clash of old and new. Everything inside the watch is a hundred years old. The face of the watch, the hands and the movement, all the gears and springs that tell time, everything outside the watch is what we manufacture here in Colorado. And we say that in so many ways on our website and in our social media and in our marketing. Um, but in some ways, people are a little confused. What we do is different than, than normal watch companies. And one of the major ways that we're different is we're using the original face or what we call the dial of the watch. And so my watch is a great example, uh, which we call this watch Exhibit A because I handed this watch that I'm wearing today to the federal judge uh, in New York. And this watch is a great example because it says Hamilton on the face, right on the face. It doesn't say Vortic. We didn't make the face of this watch. Hamilton Watch Company did about 97 years ago in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And that's what we do. We're preserving American history one watch at a time. It's all original in there. But from a trademark standpoint, it says someone else's brand on the front of the watch that I'm making. And so Hamilton Watch Company, the trademark at least, is owned by the Swatch Group, which is the world's largest watch company. All things that I didn't know when I was just a kid in college trying to figure out how to start a watch company with my friend Tyler. And they sued us, the, the Swatch Group, through their subsidiary, Hamilton. They sued my company, Vortic, um, for trademark infringement and counterfeiting. In We started the conversation in 2015, and the official lawsuit hit in mid-2017. And... We went back and forth for years and years. Um, finally, we were able to financially survive and, and take them to court. 
And we proved that what we do is okay, that we are innocent, that we haven't done anything wrong. We upcycle, we recycle, we refurbish. Um, we are not counterfeiting in any way. Um, and we are using antique pocket watches and turning them into wristwatches and, and that's it. So the judge said, all the judges said, um, it was okay. And here we are still fighting, still making watches. Everything's great. Um, but that's the, the long and the short of it. Uh, I, I wish it were, I wish it didn't take six years. Um, uh, I wish it didn't cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, but now Vortec watch company gets to just make watches. How did you survive as a persona? In order to, to survive a, a huge lawsuit like this personally, um, I, I think the, the, the big thing that, that was helpful and that I'm lucky to have is a great business partner in my friend Tyler Wolf. Um, he and I started Vortec Watch Company years ago. And when we got sued for the first time, he and I sat down and we decided to basically divide the work of the company and in order to protect ourselves mentally and not have multiple jobs. And so he focused on managing the team and running our day-to-day -day operations and making watches. And I shifted my focus completely to selling watches, all of our marketing and PR and advertising and the lawsuit. And so I personally took on this lawsuit and basically only told him the things that he needed to know. Um, and, and we had this agreement where I basically only told him the, the stuff about the lawsuit where it might have impacted him as far as we can't do this, we can do this, uh, we're running out of money, things like that. You know, we have to protect ourselves financially. And he didn't have to know all the, the details of, of the lawsuit, just like I didn't need to know all the day-to-day -day operational details um, of what parts we had in stock and which watches we were making this week versus next week. And so I will say that that was the number one thing that kept me and, and him sane and happy throughout that arduous process because we could share in the weight of, of that burden um, and, and we had each other, you know, I was, I was never alone. So that's, I would say really the number one thing is my support structure, um, being my business partner first, um, my life partner second, um, I have beautiful girlfriend, Lindsay, um, two little kids now. Um, my, my first son was born right about the time we got sued <laughs> the first time. And my second son was born, um, almost a day after um i i got back from new york from a, a settlement you know case and we were about halfway through the 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 trial there and 
Uh, my second son was born, uh, Wesley, he was born when my first attorney and my first law firm gave up and told me I should give up. And so I was all but holding a newborn baby and, you know, navigating being a dad of young boys while trying to figure out if I should file for bankruptcy and give up fighting and, you know, take the advice of this first legal team that I hired to help me. And their advice was, you're fighting Goliath, you're never going to win. And I don't like the word never. <laughs> and I want to be a good father figure. I want to be a good dad. I want to be a good entrepreneur. I, you know, we, we also, we had four employees at that time. And so I didn't want to, I didn't want to just have their jobs get evaporated too. So, um, so I, I thankfully I, I had, I had her, you know, and, and Lindsay to, to support me and, and my family in general to support me. And, um, and then, and then our customers, you know, we, we had people buying watches that whole time. And we, as soon as people, we started talking about it and we said, Hey, the world's largest watch company is suing us. Um, our customers came out and they bought watches and they asked how else they could support us. They bought t-shirts and hats and, um, they sent us nice emails and they said, keep fighting, you know, you're, you, you'll get it. You're, you've never done anything wrong. It's just a pocket watch from your wristwatch. You know, it can't be wrong. And so the, the support system is, is I think the, the biggest thing that kept me going. What else? What about mindset? I was raised in a very positive entrepreneurial environment. My, my great grandfather started um, the farm where I grew up in 1941. And um, I inherited that farm and, and my, my grandfather and, and, and my dad and my mom, um, they taught me hard work and entrepreneurialism, you know, from, from a very early age. And so I, I hadn't experienced much failure. I hadn't experienced much loss. I hadn't experienced much negativity. Um, and so I, I was lucky in a lot of those ways. Um, and so the, the thought of giving up and the thought of failing was, was a foreign concept to me, um, and, and still is, you know, I'm, I'm not good at saying no. <laughs> um, and I, to, to stay positive, you know, I, I surrounded myself with a lot of other entrepreneurs and, and if, if, if like when my law firm, uh, my first one told me to give up. I fired him instantly. And I said, okay, well, that's, I, I can't handle that negativity. I can't handle that energy. Bye. And I found an, I found a new attorney who was very positive and, um, was just knew we were going to win from the beginning and, and thought that he could help. And, and he did. Um, and they, they took us all the way through and, and, and we won, you know, and any other friends that were entrepreneurs or small business owners that, that had any kind of negativity about it or said I should give up. I just, I stopped talking to them, you know, that their opinion wasn't correct in my mind. And so I surrounded myself with other people that work hard, work long hours. Um, and I did that through mostly masterminds. Um, I've been a part of lots of mastermind groups, both virtual and in person. And so I've done a lot of that kind of stuff and just, just try to, use that energy and, and, and get good energy from, from other people. Um, since, since this whole experience and towards the end of the experience, I, 
I learned a lot about like health and fitness. And so I started taking better care of myself over the last couple of years, um, going to the gym, like five or six days a week, um, at least for a little bit, you know, just, just trying to take care of myself and get my heart rate up and eating, eating good foods. I've, I've always ate pretty well, but a focus on that. And again, a lot of that stuff came from my support system, other people around me going to the gym, other, you know, my, my girlfriend at home, um, making us good food, you know, not, um, not letting me, you know, uh, go out to eat for lunch and eat crappy food, you know, just, um, other pe people supporting me in those kind of healthy habits. Um, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's any, any one thing I would say it's a, uh, a mixed bag of, of all those different things that I, I put together. And for me, it's, it's, you know, I, I don't want to be alone. I never wanted to be alone in that negative mindset. And so I just tried to surround myself with, with people and things that were positive and uplifting. Um, and I still do today. I, I think that's really important. ways Vortic watch is different from its competitors the, the the first way that Vortic is different from from other watch companies is that we're our niche is antique pocket watches turned into wrist watches our industry calls it the pocket watch conversion so we're converting a pocket watch into a wrist watch Um, and we got into that because the, the other thing that differentiates us that we originally started, started with and started focusing on was made in USA. So we wanted to make a watch that was 100% made in America, or at least try, see if it was possible. That's what we set out to do. And and that was rare and still is i mean most watches are made in switzerland china or japan uh today but when we started and we had the idea in like 2011 to 2013 we were just getting started there was really one or two other companies trying to make watches in the us um and they made like one or two parts or they assembled the watch here and that's why our tagline says america wasn't assembled it was built Because to me, you know, when when you build a watch, when you it, it's not just like Apple says designed in California, like clearly that that means that it's made in China. They just designed it here, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's a lot of really high quality things made made outside of America, and there's probably things that you you don't necessarily want made here, <laughs> um, but that was our initial challenge of. Is it possible? Is it worth it? Will customers pay a little more to have it made in USA? And and so that is our our differentiator from the beginning. And now we, we make almost all of the parts here in Colorado, not just America, but like literally in this building. Um, the watch watch world calls it in-house. We make almost all of our components in-house. Um, and we're saving these old pocket watches because when we're doing the research to find out if anyone made... Uh, movements like all the gears and springs that tell time in a watch 
when we were doing that research to see if anyone made movements in America, um, we, we struck out, there was nobody making them here, but we stumbled on the history of the great American watch companies. And these companies like Elgin and Waltham and Illinois and Hamilton, they made hundreds of millions of pocket watches here a hundred years ago. And so if we took those old pocket watches, turned them into wristwatches, not only is that really cool from a marketing standpoint, you know, it's a preserving American history and we can tell the stories of these old watch companies, but it's also American made. They were made here a hundred years ago. So that's amazing. And, and so those are, those are our big differentiators is like literally what we do in the pocket watch conversion and then how we do it in, in American made. But I would say the, the, the third and final is, is our American entrepreneurial spirit. Um, a lot of people call it the American dream. Um, and we're not hardcore patriots, you know, like we don't only own things that are made in USA. It's, you know, we love other countries, obviously, like it's, we travel all the time to, to other places and I get to meet people like yourself, you know, and, and record podcasts with people outside of the US. But the American dream is, is people, you know, coming here and building a life and building a home and having a family and get that white picket fence around your big yard with your dogs and your kids and building something, not just assembling something, you know, um, building a life for yourself, not just building a company or building a product. And for that reason, and that differentiator, we have, I think it's almost 70% of our customers are entrepreneurs and small business owners because they see myself and Tyler as, as them, you know, we're, we're trying to do the same thing. We're just happy to meet, make watches, but our, our customers are, are building, you know, heating and cooling companies and, you know, running a mom and pop retail store in Indiana and um, running a restaurant down the street. And, you know, they're also after the same thing that we're after. It's that, that American dream. Um, and so by buying a Vortec watch, they feel like they're supporting ours and, and just following along in that dream as a collective. Oh, you, you open so, so much amazing topics um, and speak as much as you want. Business model. The, the first question a lot of people ask is where do we get the pocket watches, right? These, these pocket watches were made 100 years ago by one of these old watch companies like Elgin just outside of Chicago. Um, but how do we get them? So um, that, that's really the first step in our business model is, is buying those pocket watches. So every day somewhere in America, a pawn shop goes out of business. It's, it's normal. It happens, right? Pawn shop, there's, there's that probably 10,000 pocket watch or 10,000 pawn shops. All of those pawn shops are scrapping pocket watches for the gold or silver of the case, the outside, right? That's some of those are solid gold. And anytime that gold and silver prices are high, those pawn shops and other shops and, and companies like that are scrapping and melting down the gold and the inside, what we call the dial, the hands and the movement, which is what we need to make our watches. The inside of those pocket watches are trash to, to those people. And so we try to network with as many pawn shops and jewelry stores and other people and, and estate buyers um, as, as possible because these, these, these people come in and they buy out it's a, the estate process. You know, a, a, a business goes under or a business, you know, gets sold or something like that. And 
there's a whole bunch of pocket watch movements. All the guts of the pocket watches are just sitting in the back, sitting in a bucket or a box. And we buy as many as we can and we save them from being trash. And then we upcycle them and, and turn them into wristwatches. And so we buy the pocket watches sometimes for $5. Sometimes people just hand us a box for free because there's, there's really not much to do with an old pocket watch nowadays, especially if it doesn't have its case and it's been melted down. And then we um, hire and train professional watchmakers to restore those movements. So a watchmaker is kind of like a, think about a mechanic, you know, there's, there's thousands of people that can work on your car, but if you have, for us, we, we use hundred year old American pocket watches. So it's kind of like, if you have a, a Ford model T from the 19 teens, there's probably five people in the States that can actually find parts and work on those. That's the type of watchmaker that we have and we need those people that love American history. They love working on pocket watches. They love American movements. We employ most of those people in the States. And so those, those people uh, that we call our watchmakers, um, they take the, the antique pocket watch and they restore it. So they clean it, they oil it, they polish it, just try to get it back to how it was made 100 years ago, get it running again. And then my business partner, Tyler, runs a machine shop. And so we have six CNC machines, which are huge machines that take a piece of metal and cut out the things that we want to make. And he manufactures the case, the outside of the, of the wristwatch, the crown, uh, a lot of people call it the winder, then you have to wind the watch, all the screws, the buck, all the metal components we make in this building uh, using Tyler's machines. And then we have other watchmakers that take all those parts and components that we manufacture, the metal parts and the leather strap and the glass um, and, and, the, and the movements that are restored by the other watchmakers and they assemble those, those movements uh, here in the building. And then we put those watches on the internet. Um, we have a Shopify website and we sell them. And our, our, our sales model is really simple. We make one new one of a kind watch every day. It comes at, we call it the watch of the day. It comes out at 12 noon mountain time. And when it's sold, it's gone. We just put a price on it. They're all priced like pieces of art because they're all one of a kind. And so that this is it. My watch is my watch. Your watch would be your watch. There's never another one like it. And so at 12 noon, we list that watch on vortexwatches.com. And someone somewhere else in the country or the world buys it and we ship it to them. Um, so that's our, our primary business model is the watch of the day. And well, right now we do six watches a week. We're trying to get to seven. So it'd be 365 days a year, just rinse and repeat every watch every day. And then every year on Veterans Day, which is November 11th, we release a 50 piece limited edition called the military edition. And we like limited editions because those are really fun, but the, the military edition, there were pocket watches made for the US Army Air Corps during World War II. And they had a black dial and white hands and they were the most accurate timepieces in the late 1930s and the early 1940s. And they were made by Hamilton Watch Company in Pennsylvania at that time. And we take 50 of them, we turn them into wristwatches called the Military Edition. And they're only available on that day, on November 11th. They, they're released at 12 noon. And you have and, the countdown on the website. And so it's we have everything. a countdown and yeah. we send an email and we say, hey, you know, and we have an email list just for that. If, you, if people want to get alerted for that. And, um, and we, we usually sell out in, in sometimes minutes. <laughs> one, one year it was minutes. Uh, last year it took us about 24 hours to sell through everything. Um, and, and that's our limited edition. 
And so that's our second business model. So we have the watch of the day, we have our limited editions like the military edition. And then finally, we, we are the only company that if you send us your grandparents' pocket watch, your family heirloom, we can convert it into a wristwatch. And we call that convert your watch on our website. And that's a very custom service. It's a lot more expensive than our normal watches. It takes about six months because we are taking your family heirloom and converting it into a wristwatch. We only do American pocket watches. That's our that's our thing. Um, we only have we have parts and we we can service them. We can fix them. Um, and we only do about twenty five or thirty of those a year. So it's kind of like an application process uh, to work with us on the convert your watch program. But those that's the third and final side of our business. And those projects are so much fun. And we get to learn all about somebody's family history and how their grandfather or their grandmother you know might have used that pocket watch in the nineteen 19- 15 range. And, um, and that's, that's our third, I guess, revenue stream, if you want to look at it like that. And that's Vortec Watch Company. Maybe it's stupid question, but it's important question. How has the internet helped grow your business and the technology? I mean, there's, there's so many technologies that help us um, every day. I mean, in, in manufacturing, we, we use 3D printing a lot. Um, we were the first company to 3D print a metal uh, watch. So we, we 3D printed. or EOS? Um, it was uh, EOS. Um, EOS. Metal German, laser German one, yeah, the best one, yeah. Okay, Stratus yeah. is the American one, and EOS yeah. the German one. Yeah, we used uh, we used an EOS machine for for most of most of those projects. Um, and back in like 2014, when we launched on Kickstarter, that's how we started the business. Um, we 3D printed all of the cases. Now that we have our own CNC machines, we're we're manufacturing the cases here, and and we we don't use 3D printing as much, mostly just for prototyping. But that's there's a massive amount of CNC technology of, you know, my business partner designs a watch here on his his Mac and and basically hits print. It's not this simple, but he hits a couple buttons. Um, the machine, the, the computer writes the code, sends it to one of our machines, and it takes a piece of titanium and cuts the titanium until we have a watch case. Um, that technology is growing and getting better every day and, and makes it makes it possible to do what we do. Um, and so so that's the, the manufacturing side, tons of technology and things like that there. And then um, on the on the software and the virtual side, um, you know, our website's built on Shopify, which is a fantastic platform for for all all different, you know, e-commerce. Um, and we use all forms. We've tried every form of advertising. Um, but my, my, the, the form of advertising that we use the most and that I know works is email marketing. And so, um, we, we use a, a, a piece of software and technology called, um, campaign monitor. And I wrote an automated set of emails. So if you go to our website, vorticwatches.com and you sign up for our email list, you will get, um, 23 emails every five to seven days, all automatically. I wrote those emails about two years ago but they get sent to you automatically. It's, it seems like I wrote them specifically for you and we did that on purpose. <laughs> and we worked with a professional copywriter to you know, make sure that it all looks good and sounds good. 
And it, you'll get a set of automated emails from RT at Vortec Watch Company, and they'll be in first person. And it's like, hi, thanks for following us. Thanks for your interest in Vortec Watch Company. Here's what we do. Here's how we do it. Here's why we do it. We use stories to, to tell about our customers. We, um, we weave in pictures of all of our favorite watches that we've made over the last few years. Um, and then there's, you know, subtle sales tactics in there. There's buttons that take you back to the website from those emails and hopefully buy something after you read one of those, you know, 20 some emails that I wrote. Um, but all of that happens automatically without us lifting a finger. It's all stuff that was built, you know, years ago. And so, yeah, so I, I go on podcasts like this, I run Facebook ads and, and, you know, we do PR and try to get people to tell our story. And then, you know, you, you go to vorticwatches.com, you sign up for the email list and hopefully buy a watch. And the influencers. Yeah. So, um, we, we've tried, uh, like all forms of influencer marketing, the, the one that, that works for us because of our business model and, and our low quantity, but high quality. So we, we, we don't make enough watches to like, I can't send watches as gifts to influencers and, and ask them to promote us. Like a lot of companies do, because if I only make 400 watches a year, I can't give them away. <laughs> you know, that's, we have to sell them all. Um, and so we, we do partnerships um, and and it's all relationship-based. And I'll give you one example, probably the biggest example. Um, I threw a bunch of different networking in, in different uh, events that I went to. I met a gentleman named Anthony and he runs a company called MC Squares. And I met him through uh, Rocky's Venture Club, which is um, an angel investment company. We, we have investors in our company. One of our investors is Rocky's Venture Club. They're from Denver, Colorado, and they invested in, in Vortec Watch Company. They also invested in my friend Anthony's company, which is called MC Squares. MC Squares are these really cool like whiteboards that it's like a sticky note, but is a whiteboard. So it's a reusable sticky note. Really cool idea. Um, he went on Shark Tank and he got an investment from Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, our favorite shark. And, um, and when he got that investment he, he, and he partnered with Kevin O'Leary, he called me, he said, hey, I want to send Kevin a Vortec watch as a gift and a thank you for investing in, in MC Squares in my company. And of course I said, yes, you know, and, and he wanted to buy it. And I said, absolutely not. I'm going to send my, I love Shark Tank. I'm a huge fan. Mr. Wonderful, you know, is amazing. I get to have a watch on Mr. Wonderful's wrist. And we shipped a watch uh, to Kevin O'Leary and it made it about two days before they filmed season 13 of Shark Tank. And if you watch episode one and three of season 13 of Shark Tank, you'll see a watch like this on Kevin O'Leary's wrist. So we were on national TV on a billionaire's wrist. And then a few weeks later, he made a YouTube video, Kevin O'Leary did with one of his friends. And he was talking about his watch collection and he pulls out a Vortec watch and he pulls out a letter that my assistant hand wrote for him because she has better handwriting than I do. And he wouldn't be able to read it if I did it. And, and he, he read this letter on this YouTube video that now has hundreds of thousands, if not a million views on this YouTube video and talked about Vortec and how cool this pocket watch turned your wristwatch was. And it was American company. And I've never spoken with him, but he became an influencer for us 
through a partnership. I call that ambassadorship. You know, that's, that's the difference in my mind between a, um, a paid partnership or a, an influencer partnership or like an ambassador, someone, you know, he's a billionaire. I can't pay him enough to talk nicely about our watches. I didn't pay him at all. I just sent him a free watch. Um, and I didn't ask him to say anything nice. He just loved it. And so he said a lot of nice things. Um, and, and we still, I mean, every day I get a hundred to 200, um, organic web traffic, you know, new visitors from YouTube, from that video. And most of them, when they email us, they're like, Hey, I saw this on a, on a YouTube video with Kevin O'Leary. And I just, I'm not sure if I'm in the right place because Kevin normally talks about like watches that are like hundreds of thousands of dollars that I can never afford. And your watches are only like three or $4,000. Am I in the right place? Is this, is this the watch that Kevin O'Leary has? And we always say, yep, you can buy two. <laughs> and, and so that's my influencer marketing story. And, and I, I would say influencer marketing is very difficult. You have to do it the right way. And I found that you know, for me, it's, it's all about creating partnerships, friendships, and, um, you know, finding people that actually really like your product and enjoy using it. And therefore we'll talk about it. You in five years, your company in five years. We just bought this building that I'm standing in right now. And uh, it's 8,000 square feet. I think five years from now, we will outgrow this building. Um, that's that's the plan. It took us about five years to to go from, we, we started in about 1,500 square feet. Now we're in 8,000 square feet. Uh, I think about five years from now, we'll need 20,000 square feet. And so we will either have a second building or we'll put a second story on this building or something. It'll be, there'll be some kind of cool project. Um, Vortic watch company five years from now, my vision is that we are the American watch company. When you think of American watches, most people today, they think of fossil or maybe Shinola. Um, I want that title. I want to be the American watch company, a household name. Everybody knows Vortic and all the great things that we make here in Fort Collins, Colorado. That's the goal. And I think we can do it in five years. It's going to, it's going to take a lot of work, but that's, that's the goal. And for me personally, um, I get to run that watch company, you know, that's, that's pretty great. And, and I get to be a father. So my, my son Sawyer will be 10 in five years. And honestly, I hope I don't have to work as much. I get to do things that are big and exciting and fun travel, um, meet, meet people like Kevin O'Leary and talk about watches. Like that's, that's where I want to get to maybe, maybe not work 60 plus hours a week. If I could work only 40 <laughs> and, and spend the other 20 with, with my sons, you know, playing golf. I think my dad taught me how to play golf when I was about 10. So, um, hopefully life is a little simpler for me at that point. Um, but that's hard to answer because I don't know. So that's, that's kind of as far out as I can plan. <laughs> if you want to learn more about Vortic Watch Company, it's just vorticwatches.com. That's V as in Victor, O-R-T-I-C, watches, E-S, 
vortichwatch.com. So V-O-R-T-I-C-W-A-T-C-H-E-S.com. And if you want to connect with me, my email address is really simple. It's just RT, like Robert Thomas at vortechwatches.com or RT Custer on Instagram or LinkedIn. Send me a message. I'd love to chat. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.